Hello guys, this is Pastor Stephen. Thank you so much for checking out our podcast. I pray that today's message will encourage, inspire, and empower you to follow Jesus like never before. God bless you as you listen to the Word. Are you ready, church, to receive God's Word? Alam ko nakamask kayo, pero it doesn't hinder you to, to uh, respond to me. Just say Amen. Kung tingin nyo, para sa inyo yung mensahe, Pastor, amen, para sa akin yan. Kung tingin nyo, para sa katabi nyo, amen, Pastor, para sa kanya yan. Either way, okay, you can respond and say amen. You can a- say amen to the chat. Are you excited, mga kapatid, for this word? We are going to cover a lot of ground today. Let's get to work. 1 Samuel chapter 17, verse 3 to 11. 1 Samuel 17, verse 3. Are you ready? So the Philistines and Israelites face each other on the opposite hills with a valley between them. Then Goliath, a Philistine champion from Gath, came out of the Philistines' rank to face the forces of Israel. He was nine feet tall. I miss a word. He was over nine feet tall. basketball court Verse 8, Goliath stood and shouted a taunt across the Israelites, Why are you all coming out to fight? Bosses Goliath to. I am the Philistine champion. But you are only the servants of Saul. So choose one man to come down here and fight me. And if he kills me, he will be your slaves. Well, if he kills me. But if I kill him, you will be our slaves. I defy the armies of Israel today. Send me a man who will fight me. Watch this, verse 11. And when Saul and the Israelites heard this, nung narinig nila yung paghahamon ni Goliath, they were terrified and deeply, they were terrified and deeply, when Saul and the Israelites heard this, nung narinig nila yung hamon ni Goliath na mag-send kayo ng representative, I'm going to defeat him, Israelites and Saul the king were terrified and deeply shaken. This is part one of our brand new series, Against Old Ads. I'm going to talk, teach, and preach about this subject, the intimidation factor. The intimidation factor. In this series, mga kapatid, we're going to use 1 Samuel as a launching pad sa message na isi-share natin all throughout the series. And I pray na habang pinag-uusapan natin ang buhay ni David, sana ho makarelate din kayo sa inyong buhay. Ang aking panalangin, hindi lang ito basta maging story sa Biblia, kundi ito po ay magsilbing tulong para sa magiging istorya ng inyo, inyong buhay. Na kahit anong sitwasyon, kahit anong pagsubok, kahit anong gigante ang pagdaanan natin sa ating buhay, that if we keep on trusting God against all odds, we will win. Against all odds, against all the challenges and difficulties, manalo tayo, magwagi tayo, at makasumpong tayo ng katagumpayan. Konting recap lang in case hindi kayo familiar sa story ng David and Goliath. Sa 1 Samuel, mga kapatid, nag-open ang chapter na ito kung saan ang Philistines at ang mga Israelites ay nagharap muli. Okay? Because matagal na magkaaway ang, ang dalawang bansang ito hanggang ngayon na actually. And dito sa 1 Samuel 17, muli silang nagharap. Pero this time, sa kanilang muling pagharap, yung isang side mga Israelites, yung isang side mga Philistine, 
Pero this time, I'm paraphrasing, sabi ni Goliath, okay, wag na tayong mag, mag, wag na tayong magsayang ng oras, ayokong dumanak ang dugo, ganito na lang gawin natin. Magsan kayo ng isang representative ninyo na lalabanan ko. Notice, na si Goliath po ay 9 foot 6 inches ang height. 9 six. Okay? Matangkad to. Giant, kung tawagin. Na naghahamon sa mga Israelites, magsenda lang kayo ng hero ninyo. Magsenda lang kayo ng champion ninyo. At kapag natalo kayo yung champion ninyo, lahat kayo alipin namin. At kapag naman nanalo yung champion nyo, well, kung mananalo siya sa akin, kaming lahat ay magiging alipin ninyo. Ang sabi ng scripture, very interestingly, na si King Saul na hari at ang buong nation of Israel, all of them were trained to fight. But this time, all of them were terrified. Lahat sila takot and they don't want to fight. Forty days, araw-araw, inaasar, niloloko, inaalipusta ni Goliath ang buong nation of Israel. Forty days na stand-off, harapan, army sa army, until one morning, si Jesse, na tatay ni David, inutusan niya ang kanyang anak, sabi niya kay David, Anak, yung mga kapatid mo nasa labanan, may stand-off doon 40 days na. Pwede ka bang magdala ng tinapay at keso sa kanila? So, tinapay at keso, cheeseburger. Okay? So, pwede ka bang magdala ng cheeseburger <laughs> sa yung mga kapatid? Sabi ng Bible, uh, 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 very early in the morning, etong si David ay gumising ng maaga, hindi para labanan si Goliath. Wala sa purpose niya na lumaban kay Goliath. Ang purpose niya maghatid ng cheese bread o ng cheeseburger for that matter. Bago na nga pala ngayon, cheeseburger na. There is a lesson here, mga kapatid. Na kahit na gaano kaliit sa tingin mo ang purpose mo o gagawin mo, you have to be faithful with it. Kasi God can use your faithfulness para bigyan ka ng defining moment. Because being faithful with the small stuff is your preparation for greatness. So that's exactly what happened. Si David, gumising ng maaga, hinatid niya yung cheeseburger sa kanyang mga kapatid, at sabi ng scripture, sakto naman pagdating niya doon sa Valley of Ela, kung saan may stand-off ang mga Philistines at ang mga Israelites, narinig niya na naghahamon si Goliath. Ano? Wala pa rin ba kayong representative? Pwede na ako maging voice-over ng mga anime, no? Wala pa rin ba kayong representative? Na pwedeng umamon sa akin, labanan ako? Narinig ito ni Goliath. At sabi ni, ah, sorry, ni David. At nung narinig ito ni David, ang sabi ni David sa mga soldier na nandun, Who is this uncircumcised Philistine that is mocking the armies of the living God? Sa Tagalog, sino itong supot na ito na umahamon sa armies of the living God? I will fight him. For 40 days, walang gustong lumaban. Even si King Saul ayaw labanan. Buong nation of Israel ayaw lumaban. Pero nung narinig ni David na may hawak pang plastic bag ng cheeseburger, sabi niya, I will fight, fight him. Siguro sabi ng mga soldiers, wait, man, more than one month kami nandito, walang gusto lumaban dyan. Ikaw, bata ka pa, may hawak ka pang plastic bag ng cheeseburger. Gusto mo labanan si, si Goliath? Si, si David, hindi dahil siya ang qualified, wala lang talagang choice kasi walas, walang gustong lumaban. Sabi na scripture, walang choice si King Saul, si David ang lumaban, and with a surprise win, si David na-defeat niya si Goliath. With no training, with no experience, against all odds, David 
defeated Goliath. Ang story na to, mas kilala natin sa David versus Goliath. But actually, this is not a story of David versus Goliath. This is actually a story of God who's using David versus Goliath. Bakit mga kapatid? It's about God. This story is all about the power of God turning an ordinary man to become a giant slayer, to become a giant killer. That no matter how ordinary you think you are, God can use you for a greater purpose, for a greater expansion, for a greater territory, kasi sa totoo lang, hindi skills mo, hindi gifts mo, hindi talent mo, kundi yung kapangyarihan na nasa iyo. Greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. Not by might, not by power, but by the Spirit of God. In this verse na binabasa natin, si Goliath was challenging God's people to stand up. Sino ang gustong lumaban? And no one wants to fight. All of them, as sabi ng scripture, was terrified. No one was willing to step out and say, I'm gonna fight him. Pero yung 16-year-old na teenager na may hawak ng plastic bag ng cheeseburger, siya ang nagsabing, I will fight that uncircumcised Philistine. I'm just curious, mga kapatid. Bago lang tayo magpatuloy, curious na ako kung lahat din ba kayo dumadaan sa mga giants ng inyong buhay. Kasi alam ko, mga kapatid, kung ilalagay natin ang ating sarili kay David, alam kong lahat tayo ay na-intimidate na hinahamon na mga higante sa ating buhay. Ano? Padasal-dasal ka pa? Ano? Pabasa-basa ka pa ng Bible? Ano sinasabi mong Kristiyano ka na? Talaga ba totoo yan? Pag dumawa ka ng pagsubok, tingnan nga natin kung nasan yung Diyos mo. Sino kaya sa atin, mga kapatid, ang umaharap din sa mga higante ng ating buhay? Ang mga higante ay posibleng higanting problema. Pwedeng higanting addiction. Pwedeng higanting kasalanan. Pwedeng higanting utang. Naranasan nyo na ba yung buhay sa London? Loan dito, loan doon. <laughs> pilit na pilit ay palakpak niya. <laughs> pwedeng higanting utang, pwedeng higanting insecurity, pwedeng higanting obstacle, pwedeng higanting temptation. All of us are facing a lot of giants, for that matter, sa ating mga buhay. At sabi ng scripture, lahat sila, kahit si King Saul, ay takot na. Kung babasahin nyo ang history, mga kapatid, you will notice na, na ang pinakamatangkad kung hait ang pag-uusapan sa buong nation of Israel, si King Saul at that time. Bilang hari at pinakamatangkad, kung meron mang dapat at parang mas qualified na lumaban kay Goliath, ay yung hari mismo o yung si King Saul. Pero makikita natin that even King Saul was terrified to face Goliath. Sabi natin, Pastor, biruin mo naman, 9 feet tapos 6 inch, grabe, halos basketball court. Entendi naman talaga. Kasi Goliath was gigantic. Higante talaga. Pero sa totoo lang, hindi lang naman height issue ang problema dito. Kasi hindi lang height, kundi yung strength ni Goliath. Si Goliath is, was heavily armed. Meron siyang weapon, meron siyang, meron siyang sword, meron siyang spear, meron siyang shield bearer, meron siyang javelin. Ang dami niyang weapon. At bukod doon, hindi lang height, hindi lang strength, pati experience ni Goliath, issue din. Kasi si Goliath was an experienced soldier. Compare naman kay David. Compare naman sa ibang Israelites. Mula pagkabata pa tong si Goliath, trinay na to na pumatay ng tao and thousands of people have fallen unto his hand. Marami na siyang napatay. 
at kung experience lang ang pag-uusapan, wala talagang gustong lumaban sa kanya. No wonder the entire nation of Israel was terrified to fight him. Probably, probably, they were so intimidated with Goliath. Kasi nga naman, ang Goliath, pag malayo, nabumukha maliit. Pero the, the more na lumalapit ang Goliath sa'yo, the more na hinahunting ka ng Goliath. Ano? Wala ba lalaban sa inyo? Ilagay niyo ba kayo ng green team? <laughs> the more na lumalapit ang Goliath, the more na nakaka-intimidate. Naalala ko, a few years ago, nung galing kami ng Bicol, sinadya namin dumaan sa may Don Sol Sorsogon. If you're not familiar with that place, iyan po ang lugar kung saan nagpapakita ang mga whale shark o butanding. Ang butanding po ay kinukonsider na largest fish in the world. So kami, nung nando kami sa Sorsogon, sabi ko, huwag natin palagpasin yung pagkakataong ito, I want to see butanding up close and personal. Alam nyo, nung nandong kami, ang haba ng binahay namin, ang mahal ng binayad namin, pag upo namin, may orientation pa pala doon. Pinapakita sa TV kung gano'ng kalaki yung mga butanding, pinapakita sa TV kung gano'ng ka-magnificent, ka-glorious yung, yung whale shark. At kami habang ako nanonood, sabi ko, wow, exciting, ang laki, makaka-excite. Parang di na ako mapakalibat may orientation pa kasi. May mga ganun-ganun pa ako. May orientation, nagbayad ka, at sinasabi ng guys sa amin, okay, ganito gagawin natin, sasakay tayo ng bangka, maghahanap tayo ng whale shark, at kapag nakakita ko ng whale shark, pag sinabi kong talon, tatalong kayo kasi nasa ilalim na yung butanding. My mind is ready. Excited to see butanding whale shark up close and personal. Eh kung kayo ay nakapunta na sa Cebu, na may mga whale shark, maliliit lang yun nandun, sa Sorsogon, malalaki. Okay? So here we go. Pagdating namin sa bangka, ride-ride na kami, medyo natagalan ng konti. Nagtago, natakot siguro sa akin. Na-intimidate yung butanding sa akin. So, <laughs> nag-ride-ride kami. Hanggang bigla na lang sumigaw yung guide namin. Ayan na! Sabi niya, nasa ilalim na natin yung butanding. Talon na! Andito si Andrew, andito si JM, kasama ko sila noon sa Sorsogon. Kami naman, excited. Si, si Louie pala nandito rin, kasama ko rin to si Louie. Okay, apat kami, si Jenny kasama din. Pag sabi niyang talon, talon kami sabay-sabay. At pagbagsak na pagbagsak ko sa dagat, ang nakita ko, bunganga ng butanding. Nasa harap ko mismo. At alam nyo, ang feeling ko, kaharap ko yung bus sa sobrang laki. I was not ready for that. Ang expectation ko kasi lalungoy kayo, kasama yung butanding. Pero pinaba... Grabe naman kasi yung guide namin. Kung nanonood ka man, sir. You created a phobia in me. So, so here you go. Pagbaba ko, bunga nga ng butanding. Alam niyo yung ginawa ko? Hindi ko siya hinawakan. Hindi ko siya... Ang cute! Hindi ako gumanoon na bigla kaming lahat, wala na akong pakialam ko, sino masisiko ko, sino matatadya ako, I want to get out of the water, gusto ko nang umakit ulit because we were terrified. It is exciting to watch whale shark sa TV. But it was very intimidating up close. Why? Because that butanding was so big. To be honest, it's not that big. I'm just too close. At kahit anong bagay, pag sobrang lapit, malaki. Kahit piso pa. And you know what? 
all the battles in our life begins with what you see and how you see it. Kasi kahit gano'ng kalaki si Goliath, kapag malayo ka sa kanya, he will look small. The, but the more closer you are with him, the battle begins with what you see and how you see it. Probably the entire nation of Israel was Im- intimidated because they were so close with Goliath. And to fast forward the story, David was not intimidated because God empowered him with his strength. Amen. So, ibig sabihin, sa mga battles ng ating buhay, napaka-importante pala kung paano natin naikita ang lahat ng bagay. At kung titignan nyo ang Bible, mga kapatid, every time na magpapakita ang mga higante, ang laging trabaho ng mga higante sa Bible, mang-intimidate. Pansinin nyo sa scripture. Kahit yung mga lahi ng Nephilim, ng mga anaks, anakites, ang laging objective niyan, mang-intimidate. Kaya nga yung mga Israelites, mas pinili nila magpaikot-ikot sa wilderness kasi na-intimidate sila sa mga higante sa promised land. Remember the story? Ang laging appearance ng mga higante, mang-intimidate kasi ang mga higante, they, were, they are physically large. At pagkaharap mo, they will loom over you. You cannot overcome me. Tingin nyo, pati pag sinasabi ko yung giant, pati boses ko nagbabago. <laughs> kasi ganun yun eh. Kapag kaharap mo ang giants dahil sa sobrang laki niya, feeling mo lukob na lukob ka at ikaw nanliliit sa kanyang kalakihan. Ang tawag doon, intimidation. Yan ang taktik ng mga bully. Para makapambuli sila ng ibang tao, pinagmumukha nilang malaki ang kanilang sarili at pinagmumukhang maliit yung kanilang binubuli. That's the power of intimidation. Actually, ang ibig sabihin din ng intimidation is the word timid. Sabi nyo nga po, timid. timid. Hindi tamad, timid. Ang ibig sabihin ng timid is you lack courage. Kulang ka sa tapang na panghihinaan ka ng loob. Kayo po ba nakakaranas na mga kapatid na kahit gano'ng kayo ka-confident, may mga pagkakataon sa buhay nyo na parang nawawalang kayo ng tapang. Right? It happened. Now, have you ever wondered Graduate naman ako. May pera naman ako. May pera ako, pero bakit na-intimidate akong pumasok sa Starbucks? Right? Hindi naman ako papatayin ng mga tao doon. Hindi naman ako bibitayin. Pero bakit every time makakita ka ng butik na may magandang ilaw, mahal dyan. Dito lang ako sa Divisoria. You got the money, but you're intimidated. Have you ever asked the question, what is causing your intimidation. Bakit tayo nai-intimidate pagkaharap natin, mas matalino sa atin? Ba't tayo nai-intimidate dahil hindi tayo nakatapos ng pag-aaral nakaharap tayo ng isang may degree? E parang nababawasan ang pagkataon natin at magmumukha siyang higante na, you cannot overcome me! Tapos tayo naman, hey! And I realized, mga kapatid, one of the reasons kung bakit tayo intimidated is probably because of what was said to you before. Pwedeng sinabihan ka na pangit ka before. And every time haharap ka ngayon sa salamin, ang tingin mo sa sarili mo, pangit ka. Nakaka-surprise nga iba, sabi nila, ang taba ko na. Sabi ko naman, saan? Because people are saying that to you, you started to believe it. Now, it may not look like it's true. Maring sa tingin nyo hindi totoo, pero alam nyo ba si Pastor Steven, ang taas ng aking insecurity. Kapag nakakaharap ako ng isang taong feeling ko, mas matalino sa akin. 
Na-insecure ako. Feeling ko na-intimidate ako kapag uh, yung isang taong kaharap ko ay mas mayaman sa akin. Feeling ko mas matalino siya. Feeling ko mas marami siya. Pansin nyo, feeling ko. But it doesn't mean it's true. The battle begins with what you see and how you see yourself. Do you understand, mga kapatid? Am, are you following me? It all started... Kaya ako, mga kapatid, whether you believe it or not, I'm easily intimidated. I remember one time, nagpipreach ako. I think mga five to seven minutes na ako nagpipreach. I think nasa flow naman ako. Ang feeling ko, habang nagpipreach ako, maganda naman yung flow ng preaching. Until, katulad ng ginagawa ko ngayon, tumitingin ako sa mga taong nandito, and all of a sudden, pagtingin ko sa bandang kaliwa, may nakita kong isang lalaki na kilala ko. Sabi ko sa sarili ko habang nagpipreach ako, kilala ko yung taong na yun. Alam ko, social media influencer yun. Theologian yun eh. Magaling sa Bible yun. Now, wala siya sinasabi sa akin. Hindi niya naman tinaas ang kamay niya. Hindi, niya, hindi naman siya nag-object sa pinipreach ko. Pero everything that I said from that moment, laging tumatakbo sa isip ko, tama kaya yung sinasabi ko? Theologically correct kaya? Imbis na nagpipreach ako sa tao, sa kanya na lang ako nagpipreach. Because I was so intimidated and my preaching was derailed. Sira. Pag, to the point na pag-upo ko, sabi sa akin ni Jenny, okay ka lang ba? Hindi niya. Lagi akong okay. You know what I mean? Biro lang, biro. <laughs> hindi, hindi. Biro sabi sa akin ni Jenny yun. And sinabi ko sa kanya, nakita ko kasi si ganito. Etiologyan kasi yun. Parang laging yung pampasok sa isip ko na parang Tama ba yung sinasabi ko? Theologically correct ba? Tama ba sa Bible? Even yung mga stories na alam na alam ko na, alam na alam ko sasabihin ko, alam ko yung flow na sasabihin ko, but all of a sudden, lahat ng aking mga minemorize, lahat ng aking prenactis, all of a sudden, it's all gone. And sabi ko sa sarili ko, from that moment, I will, uh, sabi ko, from that moment, I will never be intimidated again. And one time, sinabi sa akin ni Jenny, Be, anong pakiramdam pag may nakakausap kang artista, pag may nakakausap kang celebrity? Sabi ko, okay lang. It's just the same. Sabi ko kasi kahit gano'n sila kasikat, ang, pa- ang pangangailangan ng tao pare-pareho lang. Kahit gano'n ka kasikat, lahat may problema sa sadness, lahat may problema sa finances, lahat posible may problema sa health. Lahat, la- ang issue ng tao, pare-pareho lang. Relationship, money, pare-pareho lang. And the more you see that, and you don't see what they have accomplished, na tinitingnan mo, ino-overlook ka nila, tingin mo, ginagawa nila sa ito. And I realize, mga kapatid, that intimidation will not help me. And alam niyo ba, hanggang ngayon, na-intimidate pa rin ako na, grabe, 2 million na tao nakakita ng video na yun. And every time I was uh, reminding myself, ano nga ba sinabi ko uli doon? Because I started to get intimidated. Kaya ngayon, from now on, di ko na tinitingnan ilan nanonood sa views bago ko tumayo, after na lang. Because I don't want na yung aking gagawin na pagsiserve sa Panginoon ay dependent sa sasabihin ng ibang tao. Alam niyo mga kapatid, marami sa atin ang intimidated kasi mas malakas ang boses ng opinion ng ibang tao kesa sa mga pangako ng Panginoon sa ating buhay. And the moment, mga kapatid, na mas malakas pa ang boses ng opinion ng ibang tao kesa sa pangako ng ating Panginoon, you will get intimidated. That's why I want to challenge you to shout not their opinion but the promises of God in your life. Kahit gano'ng kahirap ang buhay, kahit gano'ng kalaki ang giant, kahit gano'ng kalaki ang mga addiction sa ating buhay, lagi nating i-confess. At alam niyo mga kapatid, ayaw ni Satan na kinoconfess mo ang pangako ng Diyos sa buhay mo. 
Alam mo kung bakit? Kasi na-intimidate si Satan sa Word of God. So every time you confess, the Lord is my shepherd, ayaw niya yan. Kaya ang gagawin ni Satan, i-intimidate ka niya. Oh, lalapit-lapit ka sa Panginoon, kakagawa mo lang ng kasalanan kanina. Right? Come on, somebody. But the more you hear that intimidating factor, the more you hear that, uh, you heard that in, in intimidation weapon, always focus on the Word of God. Kahit anong sabihin na, I don't know kung weird ito, kasi dito pwede tayo sumigaw, pero ngayon maaari may katabi kang asawa mo na natutulog, o kaya nasa kitchen ka, naghihiwa ka ng sibuyas. Pero let me just tell you this, kahit anong sitwasyon ng ating buhay, you should emphasize on shouting the promises of God in your life. So kahit na anong opinion ng ibang tao, anong opinion ng ibang ng, ng ating mga kaibigan, kaibigan sa atin, I will confess the Lord is my shepherd. I will confess God will never leave me. God will never forsake me. I will confess thousands may fall at my side, 10,000 on my uh, on my right hand, but it will never come near me. Katulad ng mga Israelites na umiikot sa Jericho Wall, ang sabi ni Joshua sa kanila, Shout! For the victory is yours. Notice, hindi, hindi pa tapos, pero pinapasigaw na sila. sila. Kasi the, the more na umiikot ka sa Jericho Wall at walang pagbabago, nakaka-intimidate, masyadong mataas yung wall. Pero sabi ng Panginoon, huwag ka mag-focus sa wall, mag-focus ka sa word. Or probably kaya ka na-intimidate dahil sa mga self-talk mo. Ikaw mismo, may kagagawan. Imang, pag-arap mo sa salamin, ang pangit ko lately. Right? Come on, tumatawa kayo, pero ang ganda naman ng ilong mo, ang ganda naman ng cheekbone mo, ang ganda naman ng mukha mo, pero yung napansin mo talaga, yung tigyawat mo sa batok. Sabi mo, pangit-pangit ko. Kaya every time nahaharap ka sa, isang, sa, sa ibang tao, you feel intimidated pag tinitignan kanila ng malapitan. Because self-talk mo yun eh. Ang taba-taba ako. Kaya ngayon, pag umuupo ka, kahit hindi ka naman nakatakip pa yung chan mong ganon, because you feel insecure and intimidated. Come on, somebody. Man down. I repeat. Man down. Or probably, kapag uh, may kaharap ka na mas marunong, manager o supervisor na iinti, alam mo yung sasabihin mo, alam mo yung ipipresent mo, kabisado mo yung spills mo, pero kapag nakaharap mo, eh, somebody na mas matalino sa'yo, mas magaling sa'yo, dahil hindi ka nakatapos ng pag-aaral, probably, you get intimidated. Because that's what you're saying kapag kausap mo ang sarili mo. Hindi ka nakatapos ng pag-aaral, wala kang mararating, hanggang dito na lang maaabot mo. Mahirap lang kami. At dahil lagi mo sinasabi sa sarili mo, mahirap lang kayo kapag pumupunta ka sa SM, pili lang din yung pinapasokan mong store. Right? Come on. Ako lang yata. No? Okay. okay, fine. Because what you see is not always the reality. The battle starts with what you see. Tatandaan nyo ito. The enemy is strategic in his appearance pinaghahandaan ni Satan kung anong image ang ipoportray niya sa'yo. Kasi kung si Satan may sungay, hindi mo siya papansin. Eh. Kaya strategic si Satan kung ano ipapakita niya sa'yo. And every time na gusto ka niyang i-intimidate, every time na gusto niya sirain ang loob mo, every time na gusto niya sirain yung pagtingin mo sa sarili mo, ang lagi ipapakita ni Satan sa'yo, eh may yung mga bagay na insecure ka. Mga bagay na hindi mo rin gusto sa yung sarili. Do you understand, mga kapatid? Bakit? Ang giants kasi, nagmumukha lalong malaki kapag nasa valley ka. Si, si, si Goliath, 9 feet, 6 inches ang height, naguhukay pa sila niya ng ditches. Kasi doon sila nagtatago sa labanan. 
na-imagine yung sinasabi ko, naguhukay sila niyan, doon sila nagtatago sa ilalim, matangkad na nga yung gulayat, nakatago pa silang ganun, mas lalo siyang lumalaki. Kasi kapag nasa valley ka, ang giants mas malaki. Parang anino, madalas sa atin, marami sa atin takot sa anino kasi yung anino mas malaki sa realidad. Mas nakakatakot sa realidad. And the battle begins with what you see and how you see yourself. It only looked hopeless, but it's not. It only looked hopeless. Sa pananaw mo, parang walang pag-asa, but actually meron. Mukha lang glorious, mukha lang magnificent, mukha lang masyadong malaki, pero hindi ibig sabihin nito na mas malaki yung giants mo sa Diyos mo. Remember this, I don't know who is this for. I don't know kung sino ang kinakausap ng ating Panginoon, but that intimidation is obstructing your gift. Alam ko, may gift ako. Alam ko, alam ko yung sasabihin ko. Alam ko yung ipipreach ko, pero the moment na nakita ko yung tao na yun, naakala ko, mas matali- yung tingin ko, mas matalino, mas matalino siya sa akin, mas marami siyang alam, that intimidation obstruct my gift. It dormants my gift. I was not effective because I was intimidated. Tapos ka ng college, pero hirap ka magsalita. Because you were so intimidated. Kung laude ka, pero hindi ka makapag-isip. Mas matagal kang empleyado sa kanya, pero hindi ka makapag-perform against sa mga bagong empleyado. Why? Because that intimidation started to creep into your heart. Hindi pa nagsisimula yung laban, talo ka na. Defeat begins when that intimidation creeps into your heart. But let me just remind you this, mga kapatid. Mukhang out of control, mukhang walang pag-asa, mukhang hindi kayang i-defeat, pero walang higante na mas malaki pa sa Diyos natin. That giant is big, but your God is bigger. That giant is strong, but your God is stronger. It's never larger or bigger than your God. Or probably kaya ka intimidated because of the threat. Napagbantaan ka before. Naalala ko dati nung bata ko, grade 5 or grade 6, pinagbantaan ako ng kaklasiko. Sabi niya, paglabas mo dito sa school, Google Pay kita. Mukha na nga akong pastor nun, gusto pa akong gulpin. At that time, confident ako umuwi. Pero at that time, na pinagbantaan niya ako, pagka, pag, every time lalabas ako, tumitingin muna ako sa kaliwa, o sa kanan, nandiyan ba siya? Nandiyan ba siya? To the point na nagpapasundo na ako kay mom and dad. Why? I was intimidated because of the threat. But watch this. Hindi lahat ng threat real. Yung ibang threat implied. Mukha lang may threat. Actually, wala. I'm not minimizing or underestimating our situation, but that seems to be the reality of life. I remember si Elijah. We all know Elijah. Alam nyo ba na si Elijah sa Bible ay intimidated kay Jezebel? Pero ito, ito, ito interesting sa akin eh. Si Elijah, hindi siya inti- intimidated kay Ahab na asawa ni Jezebel. Hindi siya intimidated dun sa lalaking asawa, pero intimidated siya kay Jezebel. Parang wala, di yata nila nabasa yung part ng Bible na yun. Okay, let me, let me explain. Ang sabi ng Genesis chapter 1 verse 1, okay, okay. Ang sabi ng 1 Kings chapter 19, si, 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 si Elijah na hindi intimidated kay Ahab, sa harap mismo ni Ahab, nag-declare si Elijah, okay, sir, King, hanggat hindi ko sinasabi, hindi uulan dito, magkakaroon ng taggutom, 
until I said so. What? Prophet ka lang, sinasabihin mo yung hari na magkakaroon ng tagutom until I said so. Confident siya eh. At nung sinabi niya na magkakaroon ng abundance of rain at nagkaroon ng abundance of rain, yung confidence ni Elijah nandoon. Remember what happened sa Mount Carmel na hinamo ni Elijah yung 850 na false prophet na kung sino yung una makakapagpababa ng apoy mula sa langit, yun ang may tunay na Diyos. Remember that story? And all of that, 850 prophets namatay. Pero all of a sudden, nasabi ng scripture, nung nabalitaan ni Elijah, ah, sorry, ni Jezebel, yung ginawa ni Elijah, sabi ni Jezebel, Within 24 hours, sisiguraduhin ko, patay ka na. Threat. In fact, death threat. Within 24 hours, you are going to die. Nakuha ko si Elijah. Ma'am, hindi ka, ka subscribe sa YouTube channel ko, no? Elijah the man of God, youtube.com slash Elijah the man of God, you're not subscribed. No? Hindi mo nakita yung performance ko kanina? Viral na yun sa YouTube. Bumaba yung apoy. 850 of your prophets, all of them were dead. Tapos ngayon, babalaan mo ako within 24 hours, I'm gonna die? He can, pwede niya sabihin ni Elijah yun. Pero alam niyo ba ang sabi ng scripture? Elijah ran away. Nagtago sa cave. You don't understand. The same day na, na, na napatay at natalo niya yung 850 prophets is also the same day that he ran away at nagtago sa cave. Because he was so intimidated to the point that he was so depressed, gusto niya nang mamatay. Because of the threat. And this is interesting to me. Nung nandun na siya sa kweba, kinausap siya ng Lord. Ang sabi ng Lord kay Elijah, Elijah, what are you doing there? sa Tagalog, ang ginagawa mo? Kanina lang, nakapagpababa ka ng apoy, napatunayan natin na ako'y totoong Diyos, pero ngayon, nagtatago ka dito sa kweba? And then the drama starts. Si Elijah nagdama. Look at this. Ang sabi ng 1 Kings 19 verse 10. Ang sabi ni Elijah, Well, um, I have seriously served the Lord God Almighty. But the people of Israel have broken their covenant with you. They tore down your altars and killed every one of your prophets. You know what, God? I'm the only one left. Ako nalang mag-isa. Diba? And now they're trying to kill me too. Sabi ng Lord kay Elijah, ano ginagawa mo dito? Yung mga tauhan na talo mo, Tapos yung leader ng mafia, tinakbuhan mo? God wanted him to confront Jezebel, but instead nagtago siya sa cave because of intimidation. At nung nandun siya sa cave, sabi ng Lord, anong ginagawa mo? Sabi niya, e, feeling ko kasi nag-iisa na lang ako eh. Feeling ko wala na nagmamalasakit sa akin eh. Feeling ko kasi, yan yung sinasabi ko. Ang intimidation malakas pag mag-isa ka lang. Always remember this, you may feel lonely, but you're not alone. Because God is with you. You know what happened kapag tayo na-intimidate? Satan is trying to mess up with your feelings. He's trying to mess up with your feelings. Mag-isa ka na lang. Just remember just a few hours ago, 
you defeated all of these things. Pero si Elijah, imbis na tayuan niya yung word of God, nagdrama-drama siya dun. Eh, Lord, kasi nag-iisa na. Alam mo, kung ako si Lord, sasabihin ko sa kanya, kaka-cellphone mo yan eh. Ngayon, nadrama-drama ko. Kaka-cellphone mo yan. Nag-star si, <laughs> star si Elijah. No? Lord, nag-iisa na lang kasi ako. Ganto na lang kasi ako eh. And look at this. Hindi sinabi ni Lord na kaka-cellphone mo yan. Ito sinabi ng Panginoon, 1 Kings 19. And then God said to him, Go out and stand on the mountain before the Lord. So, just imagine this. Lord, kasi feeling ko, nag-iisa na lang ako. Yung mga Israeli, wag na eh. Pero they tore down your altars. You know, I feel alone. Sabi ni Lord, go out. And stand on the mountain of the Lord. Lord, wala ka pa pakailang. I just said, hindi mo naman yung feelings ko, Lord. I feel lonely. Sabi ni Lord, go out. Stand on the mountain of the Lord. Hindi ka pa magre-respond, Lord. Because God will never respond to your drama. Kahit magdadrama-drama tayo dyan, sabihin na lo, kakanood mo ng Netflix yan. Tatandaan nyo to, God will never respond to our drama, but He will respond to our faith. You know what happened? Sabi ng Lord, go out and stand on the mountain of the Lord. Alam niyo ba sinagot ni Elijah? This is interesting. Ang sinabi ni Elijah, Lord, I am seriously serve you. And they turned out, inulit niya uli yung exact same thing na sinabi niya. Para sinasabi niya, Lord, di mo ba na ulitin ko ulit, Lord, in case you, you missed. I feel lonely. And God said again, What are you doing here? Go out and stand on the mountain of the Lord. Lord, for the third time, Lord, I see. That's true. Read the Bible, 1 Kings 19. And the drama goes on and on. And for the third time, God changed his response. And this is probably one of the biggest plot twists in all of the Bible. Look at this, 1 Kings 19. Drama, drama. Lord, I feel lonely. I feel lonely. I feel lonely. Sabi ng Lord sa kanya, okay, this is what you're going to do. Third time, go back the way you came. Go to the desert of Damascus. When you get there, anoint, everybody, Haziel, the king of Aram, 16. Also, anoint Jehu of Nimshi, king over Israel. And also, anoint Elisha, son of Shaphat, from Abel Mehola, to succeed you as prophet. Watch that. Dahil sa drama niya, Pinalitan siya ng Panginoon. God replaced Elijah with Elisha. And what's, what's worse is, ang mag-aanoin kay Elisha, siya mismo. Lord, di ka naman mabiro. Ito naman. Sabi <laughs> ka naman, Lord, di biro lang ako. Nadrama-drama lang ako. Tinutuwa mo, brinik mo naman kagad ako. Biro lang yun. Mahal na mahal kaya kita. Elisha finished what he has started. Ano yung nalulungkot ako? Kasi Elijah was so gifted. Elijah was so anointed. But because he was intimidated, he was replaced. That's why I always remind this, lalo sa mga naglilingkod kay Lord, 
no one is irreplaceable in God's kingdom. Hindi natin pwedeng idaan sa drama. Lord, ako pinansin. Lord, I feel unimportant. I feel used. Elijah was replaced by Elisha. Konting commercial lang. Ito siguro yung kailangan natin ma-realize, mga kapatid, na issue na maraming church, not just this generation, but even the previous ones. Na minsan, yung mga older leaders na i-intimidate sa younger leaders. <laughs> Hindi lang ito ngayon nangyayari, even before. Na sa sobrang intimidation nating mas older leader, nagde-demand tayo mag-submit ka sa akin. Dahil na-intimidate tayo, dahil mas mukhang mas magaling sila, nag-expect tayo ng kanilang unquestionable loyalty. Maging loyal ka sa akin. Or even worse, nag-enforce tayo ng legalistic rules para sundin nila because they, we feel intimidated dahil mas creative, mas magaling sila sa atin. Hindi ba ito ang naging rason kung bakit si Saul ay ginustong patayin si David? Kasi nung si David nakabatay ng marami mga tao at si, si David, ang head of the army, nag-compose ang mga Ang mga babae sa kanilang kingdom, oh, si David nakapatay ng isang li, uh, si Saul nakapatay ng isang libo, pero si David sampung libo at nainggit si Saul. Na-insecure si Saul. Na-intimidate si Saul to the point na gusto niyang patayin si David. Hindi secure si Saul sa kanyang pagtawag and I don't know who is this for, but, but if you don't know who you are, you will lose it. You will lose the position. You will lose your calling, you will lose your anointing. Sabi mo sa katabi mo, kapitan mo ang pagtawag ng Panginoon sa iyo. And I will close with this. Sinamon ng entire Israelites, uh, sorry, Philistines ang mga Israelites, si Goliath nag-aamon, sino gusto lumaban? Lahat intimidated, lahat takot, but here comes the 16-year-old boy na may hawak ng plastic bag ng cheeseburger. Sabi ng Bible, Nung narinig ni David yung hamon, sabi niya sa soldier, I want to fight that guy. I want to fight that uncircumcised Philistines. Walang choice. Kasi David kaya pinili, hindi dahil uh, da, sa, siya lang ang only choice. No, kaya siya ang, ang pinili kasi wala nang choice si Saul. Walang gustong lumaban. Kaya ang sabi ni, sabi ni Saul, okay, kung walang lalaban, okay, walang choice, sige, siya na. Sabi ng scripture, nung pumasok si, si David sa office ni King Saul, verse 31, David's question was reported to the king of Saul, King Saul, and the king sent for him. Pagdating ni David sa harapan ni Saul, sabi ni, ni David kay King Saul, well, verse 32, well, don't worry about this Philistine, sir. Wag mo isipin yan. Uncircumcised lang yan. I'll go fight him. And verse 33, ang sabi ni King Saul, don't be ridiculous. There's no way you can fight this Philistine and possibly win. Watch this. Watch this out. You're only a boy and he's been a man of war since youth. Ano sinasabi mong you will fight him? 16 years old ka lang. You're only a boy. May hawak ka pang plastic bag ng cheese bread. Naka-encounter na ba kayo ng ganitong senaryo, mga kapatid, that you were so confident in God's calling, tapos may sasabihin sa'yo, you're just a boy. When I became a youth pastor, there were countless of people na nagsasabi, I'm not qualified. Naging pastor ako ng church na ito, napakaraming tao na nagsabi sa akin, I'm not qualified. Nung naging pastor na ako na ng church na ito, sinabihan akong false prophet, antichrist, the beast. Ako daw ang the beast. 
Ako daw ang Antichrist. Can you believe this? That you're just responding to God's calling in your life and people will say you, say to you, you're just a boy, you are unimportant, you are insignificant, wala kang mararating, who do you think you are? They are trying to intimidate you kasi taktik to ng kaaway para sirain ang iyong confidence. At hindi mo tignan ang pagtawag ng Panginoon sa iyo. Alam niyo kung bakit nanalo si David? Kaya nanalo si David kay Goliath kasi hindi niya tinignan ang kanyang kahinaan. Hindi niya tinignan ang laki ng Goliath, ang tinignan niya yung laki ng Diyos niya. Ang sabi ni King Saul, you're just a boy, you don't belong here, you are inadequate, you are unworthy. Saul was trying to mess up with his confidence. But look at what David said, verse 34. But David, everybody read, but David persisted. Sabi niya, I've been taking care of my father's sheep and goats. When a lion or bear comes to steal a lamb from the flock, <laughs> sabi ng scripture, I'll go after it with a club and rescue the lamb from its mouth. And if the animal turns on me, I catch it by the jaw and club it to death. I have done this to both lions and bears, and I will do it to this pagan Philistine too, for he has defied the armies of the living God. Why? Verse 37, Because the Lord who rescued me from the claws of the lion and bear will rescue me from this Philistine. What is this saying to all of us? David was not intimidated sa boses ni, ni, ni Goliath. Si David, hindi intimidated sa lakas ni Goliath, sa experience ni Goliath, sa spada ni Goliath, sa javelin ni Goliath. Hindi intimidated si David kay Goliath. Because he was so focused on the bigness of his God. What are the odds na mananalo si David kay Goliath? Almost no chance. Si, Gula, si, si David, youth lang siya, wala siyang armor, wala siyang weapon, kundi tungkod, slingshot, at bato. Pero kahit wala kang weapon, wala kang slingshot, wala kang bato, God is on your side. And as long as God is on your side, ang sabi ng Bible, if God is for us, who can be against us? That's why, sabi ni Paul kay Timothy, and I want to remind you this, I want to leave this verse to you before you go home. This is why, sabi ni, ni Paul kay Timothy, this is why I remind you, guys, to fan into flames the spiritual gift God gave you when I lay hands on you. Nag-isubay sinabi ni Paul kay, David, kay Timothy. Ang sabi ni Pablo kay Timothy, kaya ako pinapaalala sa inyo, Pagningasin ninyo ang apoy ng inyong paglilingkod sa Diyos. Verse 7, Sapagkat God has not given you a spirit of fear, God has not given you a spirit of timidity, but of power, of love, and self-discipline, of some mind. Ini-emphasize ni Pablo kay Timothy, kailangan mo ng tapang. Ang, ang antidote ng intimidation, boldness. You need spiritual boldness in your life. Siguro si Timothy, ang sabi ng maraming Bible scholars, si Timothy, hindi siya outspoken, na-intimidate siya sa matatandang members ng church. Kaya nga sinabi ni Paul kay Timothy, do not allow anyone to look down on you because you are young. But instead, be an example in purity of love. Remember that? Because Timothy was so intimidated, kaya sabi ni Paul sa kanya, fan the flames 
Paggamit mo yung gift mo sa Panginoon kasi ang Diyos hindi takot ang binigay sa puso mo. Hindi intimidation ang binigay ng Lord sa puso mo. Ang binigay niya sa iyo, love, power, and of sound mind. Stay strong. Stand strong. Don't be afraid. Don't be intimidated. Pastor, mahina na talaga ako. Hindi ako nakatapos ng pag-aaral. Yan ang kahinaan ko. Pastor, hirap ako magsalita. Nauutal ako. Yan ang kahinaan ko. Pastor, ganito na lang talaga ako. Ito ang, you call it a weakness. But actually, it's a bandage. In fact, if you read this, it's more than just a bandage. Stop calling intimidation a bandage. It's a spirit. And every spirit na hindi galing sa Panginoon, kailangan natin i-cast out and say, Lord, I want to break free from the spirit of intimidation. Every time nalang magpupunta ako sa church, lagi ako ini-intimidate ni Satan. Every time nalang magkukwai time ako. Every time nalang nabubuksan ko ang Bible. Every time nalang namananalangin ako. Lagi niyang binubulong sa akin, I'm not worthy. I'm not enough. I, I cannot do this. I don't have it all together. But thank God, we can pray to God right now and say, Lord, I want to break the spirit of intimidation in my life right now. Break it. You call it a weakness, but it's a bandage. Stop calling it a bandage a weakness and start calling it a spirit. The spirit of intimidation, kapatid, ang humahad lang sa'yo para maging productive ka sa paglilingkod mo sa ating Panginoon. And I want you to step out and say, God, from now on, I want to break the spirit of intimidation. I don't have it all together. I'm not good enough. But thank God, I'm on your side. And if, and if God is with you, you will overcome. If God is with you, you will overcome. As sabi ng Bible, God is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that you could think or imagine. It's just your mind that makes you small. You will overcome because God is able. Break the spirit of intimidation in Jesus. Now everybody stand to your feet, mga kapatid. Hello guys, thank you so much for watching this video. Small favor lang before you leave, please do not forget to share this video to your friend. Sabi nga nila, sharing is caring. Hindi natin pwedeng i-underestimate ang kapangyarihan ng pag-share ng simpleng video na ito sa kanila. All you have to do is click that share button and you'll never know kung sino-sino ang pwede nating maabot. One more thing, if you can, please do not forget to subscribe to this channel para wala ho kayong mamiss na kahit anong video or live stream every weekend. Alam nyo mga kapatid, napakabuti ng Diyos for we are able to reach out to you kahit nasa ibang parte pa man kayo ng mundo. If you want to support us and continue doing what we are doing, I would like to ask you to support this ministry. Give financially. Help us na magawa po namin ang aming mission na punuin ng langit. All you have to do is click that link www.gscmnb.com slash give at alam nyo mga kapatid ang inyong support will greatly help us para magawa po namin ang pinapagawa ng Panginoon sa amin once again thank you so much for watching this video see us again sa susunod pang video lagi po nyo tatandaan punoy natin ng langit and let's fight for our family God bless you thank you so much for listening all the way through if this has been a blessing to you I want to personally encourage you to give financially to support this ministry. Go to our website, gsamnb.com give and help us continue doing what we are doing. Always remember, sama-sama nating punuin ang langit and let's fight for our family.